Stephen Young, Ali Wong, A24, that's a recipe for success. The new TV miniseries Beef is now streaming on Netflix, but is it worth your time? Have a listen and find out. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Oz Movie Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Pato, and today I'll be covering Beef, the new TV miniseries uh, starring both Stephen Yun and Ali Wong, um, and it's a co-partnership between Netflix and A24, which is pretty exciting because A24, up until this point, have predominantly produced their own material, but in the TV space, they have done a couple of co-collaborations with various studios, including Euphoria, uh, which is probably their biggest uh, success in this realm. Uh, but it's really exciting to see them branch out and do something a little different. Um, I think that a lot of the material that they seem to be able to put together based on, you know, the various talents that they have working for them uh, really does lend itself for that long format. And I think that this is the perfect example of that because this TV show or TV miniseries wouldn't be able to exist in a confined 90 to 90 minute, you know, to two hour uh, runtime. And I, I feel that, what the creative team have done here is they've been able to, you know, space it out over, uh, it's roughly about six hours long, uh, but a story that progressively gets a little zany, a little crazy, uh, but still keeping its core characters in check. And I really enjoyed that aspect of this show. I, I think this is one of the better TV miniseries I've seen in recent years. Uh, and that's not to say I haven't enjoyed others. There's plenty that I've enjoyed and plenty that I've covered on this podcast as well. But I just think in terms of the content that we've been getting recently, um, it just feels really original and really fresh. And because it has such talented people involved, I mean, Stephen Young is coming off such a, I guess, a prominent turnaround in his career. Like, not that he wasn't doing well before, you know, he was Glenn on The Walking Dead, but he's evolved from that now to be in some of the better films in recent years with Minari uh, and also Nope last year. Uh, I really enjoy him as an actor, and I feel like here this is the best I've seen him. I think he's really good here. I uh, really enjoyed his character. Both of these lead characters aren't really good people, and I guess that's always the making of a really fun uh, and interesting TV show. Uh, if you had every character be, you know, the same or, or really good people, then, you know, it sort of takes away from the fun of it. Uh, if you have a look at the best TV shows of all time, we've got The Sopranos, Breaking Bad... Game of Thrones, all of these shows all have one thing in common. They don't really have a clear-cut protagonist. There's never a character that you can really latch your teeth into and say, that's a good guy, I really like him. Now, that's not the make or break, but in film format, I mean, that, that kind of is the hero's journey, isn't it? it? It's someone that we can relate to and someone who is, I guess, predominantly a good person. Uh, in the case of like Harry Potter or Luke Skywalker, which is like general character archetype. Uh, but TV shows definitely go down a different route. And I think the more vile, the more, uh, you know, uh, I guess morally ambiguous these characters can be, the more fun they are to follow through their journey. And I think this is a perfect example of that because our two lead characters here are quite despicable people. Uh, they're very petty, um, but once we get to know them and I guess what they've been going through in their personal lives, we can kind of understand a bit more of where they were coming from. Uh, and it makes for some really interesting and engaging television. Uh, this, like I said, is one of my favourite TV shows I've seen in recent years, uh, and I wanted to talk about it. So with all of that said, let's get stuck into a bit of a discussion here. 
I will be discussing spoilers, so if you haven't seen Beef, please stay well clear of this. Um, my recommendation is you need to go and see it right this second. Stop listening to this podcast and go and tune in now. Like I said, it's six hours of your time, but it's six hours well spent, so definitely go and check it out. But for those who want to keep listening to a bit of a spoiler-filled discussion, then here we go. Take it away, trailer. Amy, are you okay? I've been hustling my whole life. And look where it's gotten me. Let's make it stop. What is your problem? What? what those people are so angry about. Bitch-ass handyman pissing on my hardwood floor? This is European. Oh, come on. I found ways to manage my stress. You're born with choices. And suddenly, you're here. This is fun. Maybe we're not normal. Maybe normal people are just delusional. You started this. Me? Yeah. Okay, you're the one who backed into me like a psycho. You're the one that flipped me off all roided out and sh- Hey! Are you guys leaving or are you just gonna sit there? What you say? What you say? Say it again! I dare you to say it again! So, Beef, uh, like I said, was a co-production between Netflix and A24 and was directed by Jake Schreider, who took on six episodes, Hikari, who took on three, and Lee Sung-jin, who is the co-creator of the show, who directed one. Uh, and the show stars Stephen Yoon as Danny Cho and Ali Wong as Amy Lau and follows two people let, um, who let a road rage incident burrow into their minds and slowly consume their every thoughts and action uh, that's the show on a very surface level. So I guess our inciting incident to kick all of this off is a road rage incident between uh, both Denny uh, and Amy. 
Uh, and essentially, it escalates from there. So Denny is more of a down-on-his-luck tradie, um, essentially. That's that's what he is. Uh, he, he's struggling to, I guess, make it. He wants that American dream, you know, to, to really make some money and make something of himself. But unfortunately, it's just not working out for Denny. Uh, and... Ali Wong's character, Amy, is a, a very um, successful businesswoman. Um, she's in the process of selling her company to a very wealthy um, art exhibitor um, who owns a lot of fancy things and um, I guess that's her thing, is acquiring businesses like um, what Amy has. Um, and, yeah, that's essentially the they're, – they're two polar opposites and that's the most intriguing part of this is that – we're seeing two people who are very different in terms of the makeup, um, but they both uh, engaged in this road rage and I guess um, let their primal instincts really carry their decisions through that process. And that's the, like I said, the interesting part of this whole show. Um, I, I found this show to be very engaging. Um, I think that the work here done by Stephen Yun and Ali Wong to be fantastic. Um, Ali Wong is someone who I've never been a huge fan of. I know that she has her hordes of um, fans, and it, I, I appreciate her comedic stand-up routine, um, but I haven't enjoyed her output on in film um, as such or some of her TV efforts either. It just isn't really for me. But when the right material is given to a very talented actress, uh, yep, you know, uh, it, it can change your perception pretty quickly of someone. And Ali Wong's performance here is terrific. Um, I think both her and Stephen Yan are, are, are terrific together on screen as well. Uh, predominantly apart, uh, they only share a couple of sequences together. The whole of the last episode is the two of them and just the two of them, which I really enjoyed. Uh, but I, I really love the, the lead up to the finale. Things escalate pretty rapidly. And I guess that's my biggest complaint of the show. Um, we end up getting a um, situation where Denny does kidnap on accident uh, Ali Wong's uh, daughter, uh, Junie, uh, who ends up yeah, being kidnapped. And essentially what ends up happening from there uh, is quite wild. We have a hostage situation with uh, Denny's cousin Isaac, who's recently out of prison, um, and someone who Denny, uh, I guess uses to in this whole road rage incident as a scapegoat so he can prop himself up like i said these aren't very good people and that's part of the enjoyment for this particular show i i just really enjoy just following these characters the wrong choices they continue to make during the show it makes you frustrated and it actually reminded me of another a24 production uh uncut gems uh, where Adam Sandler's character in that that film just keeps making the wrong decisions one after another, and it becomes infuriating, but at the same time, it makes for riveting and engaging content, and that's exactly what Beef is. I, I really enjoyed that dynamic between these two characters as well, um, and how they dedicate so much of their time to ruining each other's lives. It, it's It's quite fascinating, and it speaks volumes, I guess, of our society in general, and I think that's the whole point of the show, uh, is to to you know that the small things, uh, like we can sweat on the small things, and and they don't really matter, in, in you know at the time, but they do end up becoming such a huge part um, of the 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 whole you know the grand scheme of things, and I, I just found that to be really fascinating and a really interesting character meditation as well. I uh, really enjoyed, uh, like I said, the way that the, the show is handled too in terms of its structure. Um, 
we have this inciting incident at the start and it is, you know, exaggerated at a, a, to a certain point. Like, I, I guess, you know, the way that these characters behave thereafter is very exaggerated. I, I can't imagine too many road rage incidents, you know, escalating to the point that they do in this, uh, this show. But, like, I, I'm not downplaying it. I know that there's been incidences of violence from road rage for, for many years. But um, when we understand where each of these characters are coming from, so when we first meet... Uh, Denny, he's returning a bunch of grills uh, to a, uh, well, barbecues, I guess, here in Australia. Um, but he's returning these to a hardware store and, um, yeah, he's frustrated because he doesn't have the receipt so he can't return them. So he's driving home to return, um, to, to find the receipt so he can return the barbecues. Uh, and as he's backing back, uh, Amy drives past him, holds down a horn and gives him the finger out of the out of the window. And that's enough for him to then follow her. Um, we get this road rage incident that, I, like you know it escalates um and yeah we find out that the reason that he was buying all the barbecues was that he was planning to kill himself um so that's an interesting prospect i guess because if you're looking at his character then if denny didn't go down the path that he did during this show um you know he would have nothing that's sort of like holding him to our world as such like he, you know he he's his world has been consumed, but it's because what that's what he's drawing life to at the moment because if he didn't have that, then he was going to go back to killing himself. So I found that part to be really interesting and I really enjoyed that character idea. Um, he turns to Faith as well, which I found to be interesting and there's a really great scene in episode three, I think it is, uh, episode three, I want to say, uh, where um, he breaks down in church, just like just becomes overwhelmed and overpowered with emotion, and I just found that to be really powerful as well. And there's there's certain sequences with his character that are just so fascinating. Um, I love uh, he puts up this front as a character called Zane, um, an alter ego, I guess, to infiltrate Amy's family um, and befriend her husband George. Um, but the relationship that he builds with George ends up being quite personable too, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, meanwhile, Amy, um, Ali Wong's character, then goes down a path of befriending um, Danny's brother, Paul, um, and then ends up ultimately cheating on her husband with Paul. Um, starts as, I guess, a, um, a way of getting back at Danny, um, but then escalates not to a relationship or feelings, but I, I guess her being fascinated by that whole world of, you know, like lust and... And, you know, that, that feeling of excitement, I guess, that she seems to be missing from her life. She seems to be very safe. Um, and she talks about that during the film as well. Uh, her and jo her husband, George, go on to couples counselling. And there's some interesting dialogue at the end where Danny asks her, you know, what feels like home? Do George and Junie feel like home? Um, and I, I found that whole conversation and all of those pieces to be really interesting in terms of her character as well because it's important to understand you know, why they're behaving in these ludicrous, you know, over-the-top ways. Uh, but like I said, it, it, it's the core function of this entire story and I just really enjoyed that aspect of this. Um, I found that the humour sprinkled throughout was actually quite good too. Um, there's a fantastic sequence you've seen in the trailer as well where the two of them meet up and then um, they um, showcase their rage once again on uh, a, a poor um, gentleman who... Um, is trying to incite a bit of road rage himself, but that their you know anger and frustration is far far exceeds uh, that of um, the two of them. So I just found that all to be very interesting as well. 
Um, and I really enjoyed just the yeah the character development here. I, I just found these characters to be very enjoyable. Um, and yeah, overall, it's just such a fantastic little mini series. Uh, episode eight uh, tonally definitely shifts. Uh, that episode has a, a bit of starkly haunting imagery. Um, for those who know, I'm a huge horror fan, and it takes a fair bit to startle me. But there's some imagery in this episode that actually did get to me. I found it to be quite creepy and really off-putting um, in a way that I found to be effective. Um, but it was just something that completely took me by surprise. Uh, I was not expecting to be, you know, taken aback a bit and go, "Oh, okay, that's a bit frightening." Um, and yeah, it, it's the power, I guess, of the studio A24. And I, I briefly spoke about them. Um, before I, I did an analysis of Midsummer, um, and when I've talked about A24 and they've definitely evolved as a studio and I, I really love that a lot of their films feel like they have their own you know power um, they're their own genre as well when you talk about an A24 film you, you are sort of you know describing elements that are very specific to that studio um, and it's very hard to pinpoint a, another studio um, that does this effectively. I mean, I can name plenty of bad um, examples. And I, I think another model that's interesting, because I guess A24 predominantly delve into uh, horror films uh, with Hereditary, uh, Midsummer, uh, The Vavitch, um, you know, It Comes at Night, um, you know, just so many great um, films and, and horror has definitely been their, their go-to genre, but they've branched out in recent years doing, you know, a fair few other uh, little bits and pieces um, and their drama stuff just continues to be so impressive. But what I mean by that it's identifiable as its own genre is that we can just see from watching an A24 production uh, the hallmarks of a very specific type of story um, we have its own, it feels like it has its own style, um, you know, a, a lot of it is slow burn. I, I'd say that Beef is probably one of the more accessible titles, um, you know, I could recommend this to almost anyone. I, I feel like it's not um, like The Vich or, um, you know, uh, Midsummer, where if I recommended either of those projects to anyone, 99.9% uh, .9 of them would hate it, only 0.1% of it would get it. Um, and, and that's the whole whole thing here is that I just feel, uh, and, and you know, like you're attracting talents to your projects. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is starring in Ari Aster's next project who helmed Midsummer and Hereditary. Uh, Bo is Afraid, which has been done through A24. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix is just coming off the back. This will be his first film, I believe, or first appearance at least since uh, his Oscar win in 2019 for The Joker. Um, so it's just interesting seeing the talent that is, you know, sought after with these uh, particular projects. And I think the attractive part for an actor is to see, you know, a project that's being helmed with a very distinct and clear vision. And if you say it's an A24 production, you've got this huge catalogue of titles that people can look at now and say, oh, this is wonderful. Oh, this is fantastic. Um, I, I, I just think, you know, the biggest one, of course, being Everything Everywhere All at Once, which just swept the Oscars last year. Um, but even that film, you know, like it, it does have a bit of a broader appeal because of the whole multiverse angle. Um, but in terms of how weird it is, um, it is a hard one to recommend to general movie-going audiences. I mean, I, I watched it with my parents and I don't think they really understood what was going on. And that, that's no fault of theirs, but it's it's more of a, it's a film with an indie sensibility that's being broadcast or you know shown to, to to a wider audience and 
um, it just doesn't have that broader appeal. And I mean, everything everywhere all at once definitely did breach that a little um, because, you know, it became so successful. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting conversation. And I think looking at A24's filmography and, and their credits in recent years, it, it's really fascinating to see a studio helm such a wide array of just very different films. And I really like that. And like I said, um, if you're getting an A24 film now, you know what you're getting. Um, and, and Beef just follows that. Like I, I just found Beef to be so satisfying whilst watching it. I, I, I was, you know, enamored with the makeup of it. The characters were so intriguing to me. The plot summary was just, you know, it, it was perfect. It was a really, really fantastic show. Um, and I, I just found myself to be really, really, you know, just sucked up in the, the whole production of it and would highly recommend it to anyone. Um, like I said, um, at the start, this is a, this is a recommendation for me. I just really, really loved it. Um, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably give it a 9.5 out of 10. I probably couldn't get it to a 10 because, you know, I hold out my TV tens for the true detective season one or the, um, you know, better call souls. That that's that's my peak. Uh, you know, uh, that that's my peak of television, and I, I don't think it quite reaches that. But it's something that down the track I would love to go back and revisit. Um, mainly because the characters are so intriguing, and I feel like it does have that replay value, which a lot of TV shows just don't have. Even miniseries, a lot of miniseries don't have. Um, a lot of HBO shows do. Um, but there's so many you know little things in this in this uh, show that I j- just yeah, I absolutely loved. Um, so yeah, definitely go and check it out, guys. It's now streaming on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, look, that brings this episode to a close. So thank you again for listening. Uh, get in touch with me via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at OzMovieGeek. Uh, and look, if you if you're looking for a, a recommendation um, to give me, um, definitely send it through because I'm, I'm always open to to new films. Um, I'm constantly getting people reaching out saying, "Oh, have you checked this out? What did you think?" So. Let me know um, what you're watching. Um, If you've seen Beef, let me know what your thoughts were of that one. But, yeah, look, that brings this episode to a close. So thank you again, guys, for listening. And until next time, peace out.